Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Welcome to this season, nine and three quarters episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Rita Scoggins and I'm filling in for Anna today. I am a former guest and a heart mom. Today's show is Heart Warrior Mom Raising Children to Adulthood, and our guest is Laura Ryan. Laura Ryan is an adult congenitally corrected transposition of the great arteries and double inlet left ventricle heart warrior. Although Laura is considered a single ventricle heart warrior, she has not had the Fontan. Born in 1970, she has had a pot shunt, a Waterston shunt, and a bidirectional Glenn shunt. Laura and her husband, Jamie, of 22 years, are parents of Jed and Liam. Laura has homeschooled her children and now has one teenager and one adult son. As a 47-year-old complex congenital heart defect survivor, Laura is unique in having survived her surgeries and the birth of two children. Even though raising children takes an enormous amount of energy, she was able to take care of the children as infants through their early years and now even through teenage and into adulthood. Laura states that having children is the greatest, hardest thing ever. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Laura. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Did having babies have any lasting impact on your heart health? Not really. After the first baby, Jed, which was 24 years ago, I was told my heart was even stronger after giving birth and that I could go on to have as many more as I wanted as long as it was done before I turned 30. We tried to have more, and that didn't happen. I had three miscarriages in between. And then, lo and behold, as soon as I turned 30, about two weeks after, I found out I was pregnant. That's amazing that they said your heart was stronger after the first child Did they give you a reason why that might be? Probably from what they were thinking was that being pregnant is like your heart being under exercise at all times because we increase the blood flow and your heart is working harder. And in my case, it made it stronger because exercise for me at any rate was good for it. Well, that kind of exercise, I guess, that's what they assumed. And after the second child, the same thing happened. I'm sorry. That's amazing. That's great. What was it like for you chasing toddlers around? 
it was easy at that time, especially with the first one, because I was younger and had more energy. <laughs> Although in New York, when he was little and in the snow, that was kind of rough because when the cold. But once we got to Florida, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think I was any different. Once I had Liam, things were a little different because I was a little slower. And he watched a little more TV than most kids, I would say. Mm-hmm. That was a way to save your energy, too, I suppose? Yeah, just to mm-hmm. keep him quiet. Yeah. Right. Did having your children eight years apart seem to make it easier or harder to keep up with them? I would say easier because I wasn't chasing two toddlers at the same time. And the older one was able to help with the younger one. And he enjoyed it. That's always great, right? When the older one will help with the younger one. Yeah. Even if you don't it, it have a heart it. defect. You know, that, that's yeah, a, a that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when did you start homeschooling your boys? I started homeschooling both of them around 2000, well, Liam, around 2012 at the end of his fifth grade year. And now he's a junior in high school. And Jed, he dropped out of school around that same time. So I said, you're not dropping out. You're going to be homeschooled. And he was able to graduate on time in 2012 through homeschooling. Right. That's good that he could continue and and you could get him graduated. Yeah, because he wasn't going to school. He wasn't following the rules. He was like kind of went off on the wrong track. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, you know, people don't realize what it's like raising children. It's the same for us as it is for everyone else. You know, our children are still going to make bad choices. They're still going to give us the same troubles that anybody else does. But we, as heart defect survivors, still have limited energy, limited yeah, limited energy, right, I right. guess. Yes. And mm-hmm. you know, but we still have to deal with the same issues with our children. Sure. And it may be harder. Do you think it that you having a heart defect made it harder on your kids at all with the schooling and and Jed going Jeb going to school and all you know, was that harder for him because of your heart, do you think? Or did that have anything I to think, do with it? I think with Jed it did. Jed kinda of resented it. Because I didn't do as much, even though he won't admit it now. With Liam, it's the opposite. He understands he's a different type of child. He's more caring and understanding, and he's more helpful, whereas Jed wanted everything handed to him and didn't want to do anything, didn't want to help. Once he got older, when he was younger, he was good about helping, like with his brother and stuff. But as he got older, I think he resented it, that I wasn't like other moms. Oh, I could see that, especially when they get to be teenagers. Right. Now he's much better about it now because he's 24 and he's normal again. (laughs) Right. I call it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. They kind of grow into normalcy again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Laura, for sharing this information with us. Now it's time for a commercial break, but don't leave yet. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Laura about raising the boys through their adolescence. 
when we come back after this brief commercial break. The most common theme that I hear is why. She always needed uh, a lot of attention. She had strokes. Even though it's a natural inclination to withdraw from the CHD community, I think being a part of it to help me be part of the solution. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern. I'm Michael Lieben, and I'll be your host as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. Home Tonight Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is Heart Warrior Mom Raising Children to Adulthood, and our guest is Laura Ryan. Laura is a heart warrior and a mom who cares for her children and even homeschools them. Laura, let's talk about the middle school years, which you know can be difficult. Were your children in any extracurricular activities? And if they were, how challenging was that for you? Oh, let's see. Jed was in TV production after school and doing filming and things like that. Um, and that's about it for him. And he basically got to and from by himself. He was more independent and had more freedom than Liam, mostly because he wouldn't let me take him places. He was just that type of child and still is, whereas Liam is more of a mama's boy. And he's in, was in and still is in some extracurricular activities. He did fencing for a while, and now he does Civil Air Patrol and church youth group. Jed also did church youth group. They didn't do anything too strenuous. They're, neither of them are really into sports. And driving them to and going back and forth, it's really not that challenging. Sometimes I'm a little tired or have a headache, like a migraine, and I don't want to, but I do it anyway because it's for my children. That's kind of what moms do, right? We do what yeah, we... Yeah, and yeah, we do what we have to. Right, exactly. So you don't think that your heart really has, other than probably being tired, affected their yeah. extracurricular activities that they were no. involved in, that didn't hold them back because you couldn't do no. it. No, I don't think that's, so. That's great. Yeah, that's good. You know, that didn't affect them. Were there yeah, ever not times, in that sense. Right, right. Were there ever times when the boys were growing up that you had trouble keeping up with them? I think you've kind of said, you know, maybe a few times, but it doesn't yeah. sound like maybe you did. I did more so with Jed. Because he was more out, outdoorsy. He liked to climb trees, and like I did when I was a kid, I climbed trees and everything. But he loved to do that, and sometimes I couldn't keep up with him. But for the most part, no, I just, I really didn't have that much trouble. Now I have trouble, but I think it's just 
anybody getting older has trouble. Right, right. I mean, as we get older, all of that gets to be harder for us. That's why we have kids when we're young. Exactly, exactly. How would you compare your children going through their adolescence to their early years? What was easier, do you think? The early years were easier. Well, more so with Jed. The early years were easier because as he grew up, like I said, he was a little resentful with me. Mm. And I think with my heart, he feels I didn't do as much with him as his friend's mothers did. And what kind of things even do you though, think he felt that you weren't doing? Just taking him places and just, I don't know what he felt. Or I was sleeping a lot because I do. I rest a lot. Right. And right. other parents he feels don't sleep as much. Or I was never the type to really cook every night. Yeah, neither was I. Or make, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make big yeah. meals, you know, I would do it maybe once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And I think he saw, like, his friends, he would go to his friend's house and the parents would be like, oh, come in, eat. And I was never that type of mother. Right, right. And he blamed that on my heart, but I don't think that was because of my heart. That's just because of how I was. I that's what I, that's feel exactly like what I was going to Right. I was just going to ask you, did you think that was because of your heart or was it, we all have different personalities, no. so that has yeah. to come into play also. I think right. that's just the way it was, and I think he's realizing that now, but I think he resented it and blamed it on my heart. Oh, she's sickly. She can't do as much. That's why she doesn't cook. That's why the house isn't as clean. No, it's just because I'm not as good of a housekeeper <laughs> as everybody else because my mother wasn't you know I mean I wasn't taught to do those things it might have a little to do with my heart especially now as I'm older and I don't feel like doing those things because it wears me out right and there's certain household things I can't like I can't vacuum without getting worn out Mm -hmm. and I know that sounds weird but actually my my daughter bought herself a Roomba yeah Roomba yeah the vacuuming is, you know, a lot for her to do. So, yeah, and I my understand. cardiologist even told me I shouldn't vacuum because it can pull the muscles in your chest. Ah. <laughs> and I said, you need to tell my husband that because he thinks I can do it if I do it slowly mm. or take my time. But And he did. He told my husband, and he's like, no, and especially if it wears you out, you shouldn't do it. Right. A friend of mine also bought herself a Roomba. So, my yeah. daughter loves yeah, I, I want one, but I have my children for that and my husband. That's right. That's right. She <laughs> has her dog, so that won't work. <laughs> yeah. She needs it for the dog because yeah, the hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was thinking that um, how would you compare, like, your childhood with your children's? Do you think it was different for you than it was for them, you know, having your heart defect and growing up with it and them not having one but growing up with a parent that had one? I don't think so because my parents were told never to limit me. So I climbed trees. I did everything that some kids with heart conditions don't do. I was in gymnastics. I played softball. I played volleyball. I did all those things even if I got tired. And 
I think that's why I'm as healthy and strong as I am today because I wasn't limited. Right. Right. The doctors told your parents, I guess, that you would limit yourself. Right. They told my mother, don't limit her, let herself limit. Mm-hmm. And they said she may, the first couple of times, she may pass out. She may oh, turn wow. blue. Mm-hmm. Let her. She's not going to die. Wow. I That's never a did. Scary. Yeah. Yeah, I never did. But I got to the point sometimes where I was huffing and puffing and, you know, had a squat and sit down. Right, but then right. I knew how far I can push. Right. Their childhood was pretty much like yours, really. In some ways. I mean, in some ways it may have affected them because, like I said, I'm tired a lot. I don't do as much with them as my parents did with me. Okay. You know, because we were always outside. We were always in the pool. I don't do that as much. Mm. I never did. We never went all over the place. Or if we did, like go to a water park or something, I would sit on the bench and send them off with each other or with friends. Because I could, right. one thing I can't do right. is like stairs for the water slides and stuff like yeah, that. Right, yeah. I have trouble with those myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the older you get. <laughs> yeah. But right. I had trouble with those all the, all you the know, time. All the time, right. Yeah, even when yeah. I was little. Sure. And we'd go to like a water slide in Pennsylvania where they had like four water slides. I could only do the small one or I would do the big one once and that was it. I always thought they because, should have elevators for those things. Yeah, I do too. They should have a conveyor belt or something. Right. <laughs> to, be great. To bring the people up. <laughs> Thank you, Laura, for sharing this information with us. Now it's time for another short commercial break, but don't leave yet. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Laura about raising her children to adulthood. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. When I saw so many of these CHG groups growing, I found family just ready to join me. Anyone who is a member of the adult congenital heart defect community can be a guest on our show. We have a great year planned and we look forward to sharing other interesting topics. Heart to Heart with Nicole and David, serving the ACHD community, Wednesdays at noon Eastern. Did you know that most men suffer from beard itch, ingrown hairs, and a dry face, all because they're not using the right shaving tools? At woodraiser.com, we sell handmade heirloom quality badger hairbrushes that exfoliate the skin, open the pores, and stimulate hair follicles, which gives a gentleman a closer, more comfortable shave and a clean face. Visit our website, woodraiser.com, where you can learn more about men's skin care and check out our professional shaving tools. A perfect gift for your man, built to last for generations. That's W-O-O-D-R-A-Z-O-R.com. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is Heart Warrior Mom Raising Children to Adulthood, and our guest is Laura Ryan. We just finished talking with Laura about raising her children through adolescence, and now we're going to talk about raising children to adulthood. Laura, how has your role as a parent changed now that your oldest is an adult? 
Well, it's changed that I have to think more of him as an adult and not a child. And I have to kind of watch what I say and try not to pry too much or be too invasive or too, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? Why'd you do that? Don't do that. You know, things you do with your younger children. And he's still living at home. So it's kind of hard, you know, to not be that helicopter mom that you are when they're little. I think that's hard for most parents when their children become adults and it's a whole new role. Yeah. Do you think your heart... Your heart condition has any bearing on that, or is that just a common thing you think with all parents? I think that's a common thing with all parents, trying to, like, cut the apron strings and, you know, let them go, but still keep them close at the same time and kind of transform from that parent to friend, but still being able to be a parent at the same time because you don't want to not be a parent because they still need a parent. Him (laughs) especially, him especially, (laughs) because he's a little immature for his age and he was critically injured four years ago, which he's recovered from now. So there was that time, which was very hard on everybody, more so on me, I think. One, from being a mother, two, from having the heart problem. But I was a caregiver for him, and it made him, like, totally dependent on me for a year, again, when he was in his 20s. I remember that time. Did that give you more of an understanding of how your parents, and especially your mom, had to be your caregiver as, you know, obviously as heart parents were more of a caregiver, I think, than parents with children who are not chronically ill or have heart defects? Yes, it did. Especially it made me realize, like, after surgeries, how hard it was on her to have to, like, do everything for me and make sure I didn't do too much. Right. And make sure I got my medicines on time. And just, yes, it, it made me realize that what the role of being a caregiver to an older child especially since I was 16 and then 21 when I had my last two surgeries. Yeah, it did make me realize and, like, appreciate her more, even though she had already passed away. Right. I bet it it did give you a whole new understanding of that uh, situation. Right, of what it was like to raise a child with a chronic condition. Correct. Yes. Well, do you feel that your health has changed over the 20 years that you've been raising children? I'm sure that there's been some changes over the past, you know, more than 20 years now that you've been raising children. And how do you think it's changed? And do you think any of that has to do with actually being a parent? Yeah, it has changed. There was one point about, I'd say, 10 years ago where I had to go on medicine because my heart function had deteriorated mm-hmm. and I was on oxygen at night. Uh, and that lasted about a year. And then 
my heart function got a lot better and my echoes started looking the way they looked before the heart function deteriorated. Right. So we don't know why that happened. And that was when Liam was about five, four or five. Mm-hmm. So it could have been from the pregnancy, childbirth, and raising a toddler and doing too much mm-hmm. is what they said because I was over 30 by that time. And, right. you know, it. they said it could have been just delayed and just from that, but it didn't last. My heart well, function that's... now is back to the way it was 20 years ago. That's wonderful. That's That's great. Yeah. Except for now I have AFib, mm. which started back in September. Yeah. And you're and on medication that, for that? or Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that, I was told, with, with the conditions I have is pretty inevitable. Right. That it right. happens sooner or later. And for me, it waited 46 years. So Which is, which is great. I mean, it's not yeah. good that you have it, but it's great that it took that long for you to develop it. Right, and it, it developed when I was on vacation, and, and that I was on vacation with Liam and a friend, and that I felt bad because I couldn't do a lot as mm-hmm. much as the other mother was doing with her kids. Yeah. She was going down to the beach and to the pool, and I was like, you know what, take him, I'm staying here. Mm. So that was a, a time when it did affect some of your, you know, right. your function with your child. So what do you anticipate to be as the next big phase in your life? Do you see yourself becoming a grandmother? Hopefully. I hope to have grandchildren. It would be a nice thing. Um, But Liam, I hope not yet because he's only 16. (laughs) Right, he's too young, Uh, not yet. (laughs) Jed needs to find a girlfriend first. (laughs) That that helps. but from what I'm told, he has one. I just don't know about her. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's, yeah, so I haven't met her yet. I don't know her name. I don't know anything mm. about her. So, well, you but. find that, you know, one of your sons seems to be a little more secretive about things, and the other one seems to be much more open with you, which is interesting, and I think that has to do with personality again. Yeah, that I think that has more to do with personality. And yeah, one is like we're like really close. I wouldn't say friends because I don't like being friends with my kids when they're that right. age. We're more pa- more his parent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're Liam and I are really close and Jed and I never were. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with one we're like the same person. Him and I are so alike mm-hmm. that we butt heads all the time since he that was can be born. a problem right yeah <laughs> yeah and i think he has some kind of resentment whether it's real or imaginary about my heart he feels i never did what other moms did even though right. in my eyes i think i did mm-hmm. it's all perspective too i suppose right yeah, right. And even like my husband would explain to him, look, mommy can't do it. She doesn't feel good. Give her a break. And he just never got it. Right. 
Well, it seems to me you've done a wonderful job raising your children. Both of your sons seem like they're they're great guys. You know, we all have different personalities, and I think they're both. I've actually met both of them, so really right, enjoyed. Yes, and and have enjoyed meeting them. So I think they're great. Thank you. Laura, what is the best advice you have for heart warriors raising children today? I would say just do your best. Yeah, just do the best you can. And don't worry about what other people think or even what your children think, because in the end, they're going to love you for what you do. And they're your children, they're your family, and that's all that matters. That's great advice, Laura. Thank you. This concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. This is Rita Scoggins filling in for Anna. Thanks for listening today. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern time. Until then, please find and follow our radio show on YouTube. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. 